Hey, we are Anun Bey's Pasuk Yud Gimel, Hine Yaskil Avdi. So as we have pointed out, these last three psukim in Perek Nun Bey's Yud Gimel, Yudalad, and Tesvav are incorrectly paginated there, as it were. We have pointed out that they belong as the first three psukim in the following parak, Nun Gimel. But as we've said many times, because of the vagaries and arbitrariness of those who compiled the Navi, and they were not Jewish, they were the New Testament theologians that did this, and so that there is often confusion. Here, that is the least of the problem. The problem is that as we're going to see Perik Nun Gimel, which these last three psukim are appropriately appended to, have been seized because of the message, the way it is phrased, has been seized by these theologians, by Christians, by missionaries, by the church, certainly in the Middle Ages, as being proof positive that what the Navi is talking about here is nothing less than the coming of their Messiah, proving that their Messiah is the one the Navi is talking about. That happens because Yeshayahu uses here as a metaphor when he details thousands of years of Jewish suffering. He uses as a prototype for all the Jews who have suffered an individual, a singular person. He puts it in the form of one person, every man as it were, who is called Avdi, as we're going to see, my servant. And they have seized upon this to show that Avdi, as we're going to see, is a perfect exemplary proof that their Messiah, who has arrived, is the Messiah that the Navi is talking about in Nun Gimel. So let's just follow that. So we begin with those three loose psukim from Nun Beis, Pasuk Yud Gimel, Vinei Yaskil Avdi. Um, we're talking now about the ultimate gula, the time of the Mashiach. And the Navi is saying, Hinei Yaskil Avdi, my servant, will be successful. Yoram Benisa, he will rise, he will be exalted, the Gavoa Ma'od, he will become very high. So each one of these is a stage of Geula, a culmination with the Geula occurring, the esteem B'nai Yisrael will be held in, the esteem the Kaddish Baruch will be held in by the whole world. And so the Geula has occurred, and Kasher Shamamu Olecha Rabim came Mishchasme Ishmere Ehu, Besoarum Odom. Just as the multitudes have been astonished by you, by what they've found, Vatiru Mibne Odom. Because what happens was that over the years, the Navi is conveying the intense suffering and calumnies against the Jews, that this appearance, and notice it's in the singular, his appearance was destroyed of being a man and his figure of being a human. 
And we have seen that again. In other words, one, because of his suffering, his figure became emaciated, his body became totally weakened and, and, and did not look human. So his appearance was destroyed and his figure did not look like a human being. If you note, the Radak says, and even before we get to the Radak, we saw, for example, in Nazi Germany, that the Jew was always portrayed as being a grotesque figure with not human features, etc., with exaggerated whatever it was, nose, appearances, appurtenances. Radak says there, uh, this was the traditional uh, uh, weapons of the Goyim, that his appearance was not human. There are nations in the world, says the Radak, that the Jews form. His absolute appearance is different than all other human beings. And there are those who ask in all innocence, or iron? Do they have a mouth? Do they have eyes? In the land of Yisrael, the land of Edom, are traditional enemies. So it has been where the Jew is not considered to have the form of the Jew. Yeshayot portrays it as the Jew having been suffered and emaciated so. So continues that Yudalit is saying you're going to be astonished when you see that the appearance is destroyed, etc., now in Tesvav, Cain Yazeh Goyim Rabim Olav. Yazeh is startled. And just as they were startled at his appearance, uh, at his emaciated appearance, they will be startled when they finally see the great tzaddik that will emerge from the Jewish people. So the Eved is a composite, as we've said, a composite over the course of a thousand of years of the tzaddik, of the suffering Jews. Um, so now, kings will close their mouths in awe, in deference to him, because they beheld they didn't know. They had no idea uh, what happened. That suddenly the centuries-old degraded Jew has become like the most beloved man in the world. It's a sudden turn of events. And so, again, quoted was done in the singular. This man, Abdi, is a prototype of every Jewish suffering, every Jewish tzaddik that has suffered. Now we go into your Gimel, Pasuk Aleph, Ki hemin lishmuatenu uzroa Hashem alminiglosa. Suddenly, this long, suffering, despised, emaciated Jew has literally become the most important person in the world. And so the world's reaction to the Gula is shock. They are in total shock on two fronts. Who would believe that this could happen, that this took place? And second, look who it happened to. It happened, yes, that's one, but it happened to the Jewish people. I mean, they were subhuman. 
and Hashem has read it, Niglesa. They've revealed to us that it is, in fact, the Jews. Moreover, and now the Navi is speaking as the Goyim. They are speaking in an internal monologue. So no one expected anything to come out of these people. It arose as a tiny little sapling. It wasn't a mighty cedar or a mighty oak. It's a tiny little sapling, dried out. The kashorosh withering. Lo soarlo, below hadar. It is unattractive. It has no appearance. Uh, it has no beauty. It's nothing. It's nothing we would look at and, in fact, admire. So now, Nivzeh, despised, the Chadal Ishib, forsaken of people, a man of um, pain, Ishma Choves, Choli, of sickness. So what did we do? Over the centuries, we hid our face from him. He was despicable. We never considered him. We didn't consider him anything. Now, so here is their conclusion, and I'll preface it. They are saying that we were wrong, but he was suffering all this time for our sins, which is certainly a, uh, not a Jewish concept. Says the uh, Navi, again speaking as it were an internal monologue of the Goyim in the time of Moshiach, when they realize that this long-suffering Jew is the Messiah, It was our sickness he was carrying. It was our pain he was bearing. And we thought he was afflicted. That he was afflicted and smitten by the Kaddish Baruch Hu and suffering. It was us. It wasn't him. And continuing with this, he suffered for our sins concept. It was our sins, our crimes that he was killed for. Um, we felt mistakenly um, for our sins. Uh, we felt that our well-being was dependent on our persecuting him. In other words, this composite Jew, thinking that by his wounds, by his destruction, financial, physical, um, as a person, that's how we would be cured. Now continues the self-confession <coughs> of the Gaye Umos. Kulanu we have strained like sheep. It's our sin, not his. Um, each one turned on his way, and Hashem visited him, Ladar Pandinu, Hashem Avon Kulanu. The Kodesh Baruch who put our sins on him. In other words, he died for our sins, they are saying. And that's where we see the old, I'm sorry, the New Testament theology grabbing a hold of this. This is written proof positive. Nigashruhu na'ane, says Pasuk Zayin. He was oppressed, 
And he suffered. He never uttered a word of process. As a sheep to slaughter, a lamb that is being led to slaughter. Um, Rachel, a sheep with naked zozel, silent before those that are shearing him. Nelma, deaf and below Yiftach P, does not open his mouth. And if you think about it, the Mephoshim say, name a period in the, all these centuries of persecution. Can we think of a Jewish revolution? Can we think of a Jewish protest, a civil rights protest? Never. So continues the Goyim in their monologue. May They were deprived of dominion and justice. Now they turn to these poor suffering Jews. They had no rights. There was no access to rulers to redress their grievances. There was no recourse to a judicial, uh, a judicial system that would adjudicate their grievances. Who can tell his story? Um, who can tell his story because he was removed literally from the land of the living? It's an endless tale of misery and suffering because he was cut off, as we say, from the living. It was a miserable life doomed to extinction, doomed by the crimes uh, of my nation. And therefore, continues the Goyim Olam, he put his grave with the wicked. Mistakenly, he was buried with the wicked. He wasn't wicked. And with the rich, when he really did no violence, he wasn't, you know, deceitful. There was no deceit in his mouth. So now the nation will recognize Hashem's purpose in all this. And this is what now the prophet is saying. So, This painful degradation was God's wish so that the suffering of Israel would be a catalyst. It was their sins so that it would be a catalyst from, from, for self-improvement. For example, because of our sins we were exiled. This is Isaiah speaking. That it was inflicted by Hashem on them as it was as a purify for self-improvement. That's why we have vidui. That's why we have um, our confession of sins in tshuva. Continues the Navi. And so Hashem wants Israel not only to survive, but to see its offspring thrive, to outlive its enemies. And thus, this will be accomplished. This is Yeshayahu speaking. Now, Yeshayahu, starting with Pasuk Yud Aleph, speaks in the name of Hashem as to the greatness of Israel, as they how they have accepted its goals, they've accepted the suffering without complaint, but note, we still are talking in the singular, which just adds fuel to this concept of this is a singular savior that the Kaddish Baruch has made Mashiach and that he suffered for our sins. He is our savior. May Amal Nafsho Yira Yishba Ben Ito Yatsdi. That the. Uh, by the means of the trouble of his soul, 
he will see and be satiated. In the end, he will be my servant, justified, justice to the multitudes, and he carried their sins. Now the payment that I'm going to give my people, I will uh, give him all the award and the spoils of the multitudes and the booty of the mighty. We're talking probably, say the Mephoshim, the age of Gog and Magog, where all the accumulated wealth of the enemies of Israel will be uh, distributed. Um, that therefore all those who died, those who died, and who um, the, uh, were these weak uh, people, they will be redeemed for um, what the sins of the Goyim. So as we say, We've got a situation here where it's been misappropriated, it has been used against us, it has been the cause of our suffering. Let Rav Schwab have the final word here, and you have to admit whatever you think, Rav Schwab tells it like it is. Remember, he survived the Holocaust in Germany as a Rav. And he speaks of these people who are misusing this text with such profound calamity to B'nai Israel. And I quote, these people, and he's talking about the missionaries, who are often renegade Jews, use these and other psukim to attempt to sell their religion to others, especially to weak Jews, those who don't know any better. The lowliest creature, this is Rav Schwab speaking, that ever existed in the world is a Jewish missionary who attempts to steal other Jews away from our Emunah and adopt their religion and its figurehead. Even the lowly drug dealer stands a mile higher than this person, the Jewish missionary. And so, uh, we, if you want an advanced reading of our next parak, Nun Hay, I suggest tomorrow, Parshish Noah, you read the Mafter Rani Akara, which is the Mafter. If not, 8.45 a.m. Monday morning, Rani Akara, a return to the Nechama of B'nai Yisrael.